Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What now? That's the question we here at Rep the District have, especially for Emily, Rachel, Anna, and Megan. Where does this all go from here? What is the end game? Yeah, Trevor, you remember last Monday for Monday Night Football against Seattle, uh, Megan Imbert and Melanie Coburn, they were out there and they were doing their best to draw plenty of interest in this fight that they have going on. And really their end game is to try and get the NFL to be more transparent and to specifically release the report. And they did drum up quite a bit of interest there at the game with television stations, radio stations, newspaper reporters, and they did have actually a lot of supporters out there. So then the next step after that, you got to wonder, how do you go about, excuse me, using that interest and support to force the NFL to actually release the said report? Um, well, the most effective way, I think, may be to get Congress involved. Mm-hmm. The Oversight Committee on the Democratic side of things have requested all documents related to the Wilkinson investigation to be turned over to them. And that also includes the reported over 750,000 emails. Somebody leaked those emails and drew the attention that we needed to have this conversation again. And I'm actually very grateful that somebody had such a poor PR stunt planned because... <laughs> It did nothing yeah. but help us. And now I feel like there's hope because Congress is getting involved and uh, more women are willing to speak. More men now that we talk to are like, you know what, enough is enough. If you need us, you know, we're ready. I think um, with the Oversight Committee, at least on the Democratic side, looking into and requesting materials from the NFL, we really need to put pressure on the Congress people to actually get those documents from the NFL on the league's handling of the investigation into the Washington football team. I think that even though the bipartisanship is not there yet quite with the Republican side of the Oversight Committee, um, this is truly a bipartisan issue and we can see you know, since they've requested those documents from the NFL, there has been um, instances with the NBA, with the NHL. And so this is not just about the NFL. So I think we really need to put pressure not only on the NFL to release their findings to the Oversight Committee, but on all of our Congress people to look into this because it's it's an uh, American problem. It's not just exclusive to the NFL, and it is not just exclusive to the sports industry. So I think we need to keep up pressure on our representatives because they represent us um, and they should be caring about this. I have hope because of the Oversight Committee in Congress. I have hope also that I've been starting to see some other organizations in the headlines calling out leadership and owners from other leagues. It's yes, It's yet to be seen what's going to happen there, but I like that the conversation is happening. I like that there's um, employees coming forward and getting brave around this subject. So for me, 
I think it's overwhelming a little bit. I, I didn't think that the NFL would really cooperate. Uh, mm-hmm. Why would they implicate themselves is kind of my thought process. They're not going to implicate themselves unless, you know, they're forced to under a court of law. So I'm not surprised by um, the NFL not necessarily cooperating. I think right now the NFL and the Washington football team are trying to get aligned on their stories. We have learned that money talks. Right. The only reason, in my opinion, they made the decision to change the name was because sponsors were pressuring them, you know, last summer to they were threatening like, hey, you know, we were getting pressure of changing the name. We will, you know, basically stop our sponsorship from you guys if you're doing this. And that was a lot of money that they would have lost. So in my opinion, money talks. Um, I think also with how the team is going you know, in a way that's kind of helping the situation, right? Like there's not a lot of fans in the stands now. I think requesting interviews with the Congress people so that they kind of have a true understanding of what happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just like we, we, what we did with Wilkinson and sitting down and having interviews and telling our stories, the more personal we can make it with the Congress people, the more they're going to, to want to help us. So it doesn't just help to, you know, have them post on Twitter about, wanting these materials, we need to have meetings with them in person and interviews. And we need the help of the fans to keep the pressure Um, because that's basically how we're going to keep this alive is if people still care about this. I think the NFL is definitely hoping um, that this is just going to be brushed under the rug, that something else is going to happen in the league. And that's what the fans are going to talk about next and that this is just going to go away. So I think the more pressure and the more that we talk about it and the more that the fans bring it up, um, the, the more um, likelihood that it is that the oversight committee will actually be able to get those materials from the league. So we have reached out to Roger Goodell, Lisa Friel, all the people at the league. We're appalled at the fact that the league and the other owners agreed to Dan Snyder getting 100% ownership before the investigation concluded. So with that being said, when they allowed Dan Snyder to have ownership of the team before our investigation supposedly concluded, which in my mind, they probably already knew the findings and they did this to protect him. I don't trust the NFL anymore. I don't care to talk to Roger Goodell. It's probably a great thing that I didn't make the trip to New York because I would have had choice words for him, I think. Um, so when it comes to talking to them, I have no use for it. I, I would call for Roger Goodell. He's completely mishandled this entire situation as a leader. Um, as far as the team goes, there have been people over the past year and a half that have tried to reach out to me and I don't respond. Um, I took a couple of phone calls of people that I had pre- previous relationships with, but I kept it very superficial. Uh, as far as the oversight committee is concerned, we absolutely are welcoming talking to them. Um, I've already spoken to my lawyer, um, when this all was starting to head down this path, I, they, we've all agreed if, if there's a hearing testifying, I'm there. Um, I'll, I'll speak if they want me to speak, if they'd like someone else to, that's fine too. I'll participate in any meeting, any line of questioning they have anytime. So it's very clear. I think for, from the oversight committee that myself, Emily, uh, Rachel, Melanie, Anna, we're all willing to speak to whoever wants to talk to us um, on both sides of the aisle. And I hope that the Republican Oversight Committee takes this seriously as well. So before we give our final thoughts, let's hear from each of the women 
and how this has all affected them and what they plan on doing going forward. I've done everything that I know that I, I should have done. I did everything right, even mm -hmm. at the organization in terms of coming forward with, with what had happened to me and nothing was done. So I'm comfortable, you know, it's not gonna be easy, of course, but I'm comfortable talking about this because, you know, at the end of the day also, like I'm in charge of the narrative, right? I'm the one who's telling my story. And what I told in the investigation was my story. And so if I have to tell it again, um, you know, to the committee or, or whoever, I know that I'm confident in myself to do so. Um, as painful as it will be, but you know, these are the kind of things that I want people to learn from and say, okay, you know what? I noticed some of this behavior in myself. Let me change that and make sure that, you know, I'm not hurting other men or women in these kind of situations. It truly helps to have people like you who are willing to speak on this and give us another platform to make sure that, you know, we keep applying that pressure and keep talking about these things because, you know, it is uncomfortable to talk about, um, but like I said, it's not just, you know, about the NFL, it's about the workplace. So we do need to keep having these conversations. I decided that I can only do so much just volunteering and speaking out but I can do so much more with a legal degree, becoming an attorney, and then eventually one day helping women who are victims of domestic violence, sexual assaults, and things like that. I'm not gonna be quiet. You're not gonna silence me. You can try to scare me, you know? Um, of course, our anxiety is high, but at the same time, I think sometimes life, the test isn't on paper, and and I'm not gonna be quiet about this. This is, this is so much bigger than me. And it's bigger than the Washington football team. And I think if this is how my legacy in life is, is written, then I'm up for it. So Trev, as we bring this story to a close, we here at Ref the District, we are very proud to have given these women a platform. We're just fans, me and you, all of us at Ref the District, we're just fans. But we felt compelled to do whatever we could to help them tell their story. We're proud of them like we are proud of so many other women and men just like them who have come forward and risking so much in order to face down powerful multi-billion dollar companies like the NFL and the Washington football team. But this is our team, right? We root for them every single week that they're playing. And as we said in the very first episode, we live and die with everything that happens on the field. And we wanna be proud of this organization as a whole and what they do off the field just as much as what happens on the field. But this organization absolutely must be accountable for their actions. And they must be accountable for how they treated the people before we can be fully trust in them and what they are doing moving forward from this point on. Yeah, Stoner, I think you nailed it right on the head. Um, it's great to be a part of this Ref the District and provide a, a platform for these young ladies uh, to get their voice heard and speak about their stories in the workplace. Um, just listening to these four women kind of makes you want to sit back and realize it's bigger than just football. It's bigger than just two teams trying to score points to claim a victory. Um, it makes you look at your own workplace, whether it be the sports field, 
political field, restaurant industry, any kind of workforce, stop and take a look that everyone is human, everyone has feelings, and that no voice should ever, ever go unheard.